we we we're made to believe that there is a void mm. uh, and that you know just being ourselves isn't inherently valuable that you need to tag on a whole bunch of things onto this avatar right, right. in order to to show your worth right your mm-hmm. your material worth um but you know life is a process of unlearning mm-hmm. unlearning mm-hmm. i was thinking about that the other day just sure. there's a lot to unlearn right from yeah. people that you know may have not been intentionally malicious mm-hmm. just kind of doing the best that they could right, right? um yeah. there are i'm sure people that could have done a little better but i mean it is what it is uh the responsibility and the power lies in what we do mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. we do Just thank you so much for really, really for doing this. I feel so grateful and blessed to have you here. Good luck on your uh, endeavor. I mean, it's it's a great idea, and you know, I hope it it comes to its full fruition because that would be really, really, I think, useful for a lot of people. You know, for me, it's really important to have a safe space to be able to process uh, our lives. You know, I think a lot of how we interrelate is really just putting our best foot forward. We don't really get a chance to hold space for the raw and real emotions that come with life. Mm -hmm. And so any opportunity to uh, create a safe space to process and to be real and to be vulnerable, I think it's really a gift. It's a gift. Yes, absolutely, and uh, I know uh, you are yourself are on a on a healing journey. So I mean, I wish you the best because sure. that's that's how you facilitate. You know, sometimes when you you share that that raw mm-hmm. self of yours, it it, mm-hmm. it allows people to open up, right? Exactly, because mm-hmm. you know it is challenging to be vulnerable and to touch that space within yourself that. You haven't always given time to and given energy to. And with the way the world is now, we haven't really been given opportunity to learn how to carve out that space and to learn how to take time for ourselves and to learn what true kindness and compassion for self really means. And when you're able to experience that, it can perpetuate itself and exponentiate itself in ways that can really shine a light on on the healing journey and i think we're all on on it in some way or another we've either been <laughs> given opportunities to see the same pattern repeat over and over and over or we're actively working with our emotions and holding space for them and, and treating our inner child with love and, and compassion and empathy and kindness mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. absolutely absolutely couldn't agree more That's awesome. Thank you again. No, thank you. I really just want to open the floor for you to share your story. You know, let's jump right into it. I think that uh, however you feel comfortable 
sharing your story and, and hitting some of the highlights that have changed your life and, and really expanding on that. It would be really grateful to hear. What are some of the things that you've prepared for, for us today? Honestly, uh, a big thing that I, I came here to was the mindset of, okay, you know, whatever goes on, that be, be open and candid and honest, right? And uh, as much as you can. Um, I think it's, for me particularly as well, um, I haven't always been comfortable with, you know, sharing those those vulnerable parts of myself, right? Um, I guess we all come into this world uh, with a facade, you know, that we have, uh, we give to the public. And, and uh, that's sometimes not who we are entirely. That's just like a, a facet, right? So, so, yeah. Have you found that as you change your motivations for who you are change? Absolutely. I think you're always growing as a person. We're always growing as people and, um, and new, new things come to light for us. Mm -hmm. Right. And, uh, I think a lot of people, they go after things, not really knowing the motivation of, of why mm -hmm. they're doing that. Mm -hmm. Right. For example, you know, people, you know, want riches, a classic example, but do they really want the money or do they want the feeling of prestige? Do they want that attention from other people? Um, is it really the Benz or is it really the designer clothing or is it like an opportunity to be seen? Right? I 100% I, I agree with you. I think somewhere we're all searching to fill the void that was left per our society and the way we were raised, only uh, a certain percentage, I think, of people are, are given the opportunity to be mirrored in a way where it shows that your intrinsic value is given to you at birth. I think the mm -hmm. way we're raised these days is kind of like in competition. You know, you have to be the best, you have to do certain things, you have to perform a certain way to be validated in who you are. And so when you talk about people chasing uh, money or cars or experiences or power, it was really just to fill the void of not being validated early on. So what do we do if we're not shown that who we are is right? Then we want to fill that void with the cars, with the money, with the validation and we all see that there is no end to it. It continues mm -hmm. to to feel like there is a void inside of us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I guess you come to learn, or I hope many people. Uh, I guess I'm coming to learn. We're all coming to learn. Many people that you you can't you can't fill the void, and and really there is no void to begin with. Right. You know. I mean, if right. we come right inherently whole mm -hmm. you know somewhere along the line we we were made to believe that there is a void mm. uh, and that you know just being ourselves isn't inherently valuable that you need to tag on a whole bunch of things onto this avatar right, right. in order to to show your worth right your mm -hmm. your material worth um but you know life is a process of Unlearning. Mm -hmm. Unlearning. Mm -hmm. I was thinking about that the other day. Just yeah. there's a lot. 
to unlearn, right? From yeah. people that, you know, may have not been intentionally malicious, mm-hmm. just kind of doing the best that they could, right? Um, yeah. There are, I'm sure, people that could have done a little better, but, I mean, it is what it is. Uh, the responsibility and the power lies in what we do mm-hmm. and what mm-hmm. we do. Mm-hmm. And how we spend our time. I absolutely mm-hmm. 100% agree with you when you say we are intrinsically and ultimately whole. There is no void to begin with. It's almost like we're being told that there's a void and we need to be a certain way and do certain things to be worthy of wholeness. When in actuality, we are born whole beings. I love that. I absolutely love that. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at the the world, there's really no profit in, in people finding their own power, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if we're made to chase things, um, find value in other things, of mm-hmm. course, we're consumers, uh, we're overachievers, so... You know, we continue to let the economy run, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, trying to fill that void, you know, mm-hmm, per se. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But, uh, I mean, you know, the self-actualization, self-realization, it requires experience, and that's all. And you can't really make a profit on that. Mm-hmm. How have you found your personal journey in trying to release and unlearn all the conditioning, all the uh, the modes that they say you're supposed to be. How have you taken that and, and, and directed your personal journey in a way towards freeing yourself from some of these conditionings? I think it's not easy. I think it, it's an almost daily, hourly thing until you do groove those new patterns, mm-hmm. right? The human mind is pretty fascinating. Sure. But um, you have to understand that however old you are, your past has kind of like put an impression on you. So Mm -hmm. just like an overweight person doesn't gain 100 pounds overnight, they're Mm -hmm. not going to lose it overnight either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've been kind of into the esoteric and self-development, self, whatever you want to call it, for many, many years now. And I don't think... (laughs) that it's up until maybe a couple of years that I'm really getting into the minutia of it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a practice every single day. It's really controlling your mind, and I think that's the overarching theme. You know, I've been a slave to my mind mm-hmm. and my thoughts, mm-hmm. and I'm working on mastering them now because mm-hmm. that's where it all stems. I 100% agree with you. And to live in the moment, in the now, to listen to yourself and to honor yourself and to see why maybe I had these actions or had these thoughts or responded in this way. How can you truly stop and listen to yourself in a way that's loving, in a way that's accepting and not judging? I think we've all had experiences in our life where maybe a bit of shame has come from it Mm -hmm. maybe a bit Mm -hmm. of judgment has come from it maybe a bit of resentment has come from it Mm -hmm. and so when you look back on events in your life and you say oh man i wish i would have done this differently or oh i wish this wouldn't have happened you're able to see how those experiences change your life Mm -hmm. and what you need to do in every now to 
honor those feelings. Now, I would like to get into it. How, and maybe you can answer this question, what events have shaped your experience? What are some of the things that have happened to you? Maybe some of the things that you've seen or experienced that have forced you to take a step back and say, oh man, this, this is really affecting me right now. This is really affecting me. Or maybe in not even in so many ways, you even notice it. Um, well, I mean, everybody's experience journey is totally different. Mm-hmm. And uh, for a long time, and I think a lot of people can relate, um, I did deal with uh, overcoming some mental health challenges. I dealt with depression very, uh, early in my life mm-hmm. for several years, right? And uh, I think that's definitely an era that made me to see both ends of the spectrum mm-hmm. to feel very helpless to circumstances, events, the thoughts that are going through my head to now feeling empowered, oh. feeling like I am the creator of my own reality oh. as opposed to um, more of a victim mentality. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And everybody deals with their, challenges in different ways, but I think they're all intrinsic to people's journeys. Oh, I love that. You're absolutely right. And it's those experiences that we look back on and it, it trick it's there's triggers involved, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And how can those experiences with those triggers shape our reality in this now? Uh, You know, the common example, I think, is of the PTSD, the war veteran who spent time at war and came back and maybe heard like a a car Mm -hmm. shoot off or something like that. And that just sends intense physical emotions throughout their body. And, you know, how do you get away from that? You know, mm-hmm, how mm-hmm. do you get to a place where you, you can hear those, even hear a gunshot and not feel the terror and the, mm-hmm. the shame and the, the, the fear that comes mm-hmm. with some of the experiences? I, I, I think one way to figure this out is to see where it, it, it exposes itself inside of our body. Mm-hmm. So when we come across a trigger, when we come across a challenging experience, we literally have to stop and say, where is it in my body? Where is it is expressing? For me, it happens a lot in my neck. It happens a lot on mm-hmm. my shoulders. I feel a heaviness in my chest. My breath rate increases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And... I haven't figured out the only way I know to get past it is to just experience it, say it, feel Mm -hmm. it, Mm -hmm. and allow it to metabolize through the body. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of people, you know, reject that. I know I spent a lot of time rejecting my own emotions and rejecting Mm -hmm. the way I was responding to the world and not seeing it clearly and pushing it down. And there's this book, it's called The Body Keeps Score. Mm-hmm. And it talks about how early childhood wounds, even, you know, 
triggers or experiences that happen to us, they stay in our body in this way. Mm -hmm. And until we acknowledge it where it is in the body, it will continue to perpetuate and express itself in this way. Yes, absolutely. Um, more and more, I think, than last year or so, I've been exploring the connection between body and mind and spirit, mm -hmm. right? Uh, particularly body, because things, emotions, they are stored in us, right? Mm -hmm. Emotions are energy in motion. Mm -hmm. And when that energy is trapped, we experience repercussions, mm. right? Our body has its own intelligence and in response because at the end of the day, I mean, your brain's primary job is to keep you safe. Sure. Right? So yeah. when you experience those triggers or when we experience those triggers, our primal cells react in our body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, now, I think... A lot of people these days, they're not really in tune with how the emotions feel in their bodies. And uh, they, they wonder, oh, why do I have this chronic pain? Sure. Why am I always getting uh, migraines? You know, sure. it's, it's stress. You know, it's, yeah. it's emotions in the body. They say the, the hips are the emotional junk drawers. Mm, I right? love that. I love that. Yeah, from a fitness standpoint, many people deal with tight, tight hips, mm. you know, aside from sitting all day in our culture and everything. Mm -hmm. It's a lot of um, undealt with emotions mm. that stick in that area. Mm. How did you see depression express itself in your body? Definitely uh, weight gain mm -hmm. was a big part of it. I was always kind of heavy throughout my childhood. Mm-hmm. I think that was a lot of stored emotions. I read something recently that, mm. you know, layers of fat are like layers of protection, mm. right, around the mm. body. Mm. Yes, yes. Especially around the, the midsection, like you said, you feel it in your chest, solar plexus, right? I get you. I get you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely so, um, right. Huge phenomenon is, uh, you know, people who, who just store excess body fat uh, when they're in particular times of stress. So it manifested like that uh, for a lot. So you had to... I had to kind of get my mind right before mm -hmm. the pounds started coming off. Now, more than ever, you know, I feel great in my body. And mm -hmm. I, I'm more at a mental place now that is just like, you know, so much better. So, sure. so much better. And everything else correlates. Oh, I would love for you to expand for our listeners on how you were able to get a hold of your mental body and translate that into the physical change. because you you really have gotten into the fitness aspect of, <laughs> you know, pouring your energy and respecting yourself in this way. I, I see that you really have taken a hold on to the fitness aspect and to the healing journey. Please, please expand. On Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yes, we need somewhere to, to channel our energy. We need somewhere to channel that, that, disappointment, that, that pain, that anger, that hurt. Mm -hmm. For me, I found an outlet through working out. You know, I've always been active throughout my entire life, but, mm -hmm. you know, intentionally focusing all that quote-unquote negative energy into something that I could really just brick by brick lay down and, mm -hmm. you know, see the, the physical transformation 
perhaps for some people it's art. Yeah. You know, they can just spend so much time creating sure. with their hands, with pain, you know, and any, any medium, but we were made to create. And I think a huge part of it is when we just consume mm-hmm. and we're not creating anymore as mm-hmm. much, you know, people mm-hmm. are unfulfilled. They're not feeling that, that joy, that aliveness that comes with like just pouring passion and energy into something. Oh, I love that. And as you transform your body and transform your lifestyle, that is art. You are literally creating an experience for yourself through your fitness, through your, uh, your diet, I'm sure. You know, talk to us a bit more on how that transformation has shown itself externally. I'm sure you've had to change the people in your life, change your, your habits, change your routine. How has that expressed itself externally in your life as you're seeing your, your internal uh, physical body change? I think uh, I'm just focused on myself, my own journey, mm. doing what I can, and kind of letting the rest of everything else around me fall into place. Because it does. Mm. It does. I think one of the most profitable things that you can do for yourself is just focus on yourself. Oh, beautiful. Focus on everything that you can control. Mm-hmm. Because there are so many things outside of yourself that you cannot control, including the people, right? Mm. You cannot, you know, I, I seek people in whatever I want to do that are doing it, that are good at it. And, you know, mm. I make myself available to them to ask questions and mm insatiably curious Mm. Um, the people you know that you know don't resonate they kind of fall away by themselves Mm. and we'll find that you know um there are several laws in the universe and you know the birds of a feather flock together is one of them yeah right so when you focus yourself on on you surrounding yourself with the people that you want to be like who resonate with you then that's taking control. But, you know, it's just been a process of, okay, what can I do for me? Yeah. What can I do for me? How can I make this work? Sure. Sure. You know, it's so challenging. And as you, you're speaking, I am internally taking on the challenge to forgive myself for still having a level of you know, toxicity and fear and anxiety and still dealing with all of the changes that are coming because as one leaf is turning over, there's another that is, you know, falling away. Mm -hmm. So walking that balance and honoring your past self while still knowing that there is a a version of you that's out there that is changing, that is becoming, that is, you know, this close to blossoming and blooming. Mm -hmm. It's intimidating, but it's also so inspirational because you see that change is possible. You see that opportunity to honor your past self and respect yourself while moving forward is still possible. I think people get so overwhelmed with the idea of being something different that they forget that it's truly one foot in front of the other every minute of the day and change does not happen overnight i'm sure you can attest to that absolutely that is 
one of the biggest things. Change does not happen overnight, but you know, it won't happen if if you don't make changes, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, be aware, do your very best in order to to influence as much change as possible. But you know, there's there's so many facets of it. It's not just going forward. It's not just developing. When I first started, I was like, oh, what can I do? What can I do? What can I do? Like, mm-hmm. almost from a place where I didn't like who I was. But mm-hmm. now I approach my self-development I do these things to take care of myself because I actually do love myself yeah not from a place where I don't like who I am it's I love who I am so let's evolve some you know you're talking about this and the first thing that comes to mind is this idea of competition I think we're raised in a society where if you're not first you're last mm-hmm. and this idea of wanting to be better than someone else creates a chasm and a separation from who you are to who you want to be. And Mm -hmm. with this idea of wanting to change and wanting to be better and wanting to achieve this highest level of, of self comes a sense of like rejecting who you are Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. And uh, it breaks my heart because if you're a butterfly you couldn't have gotten there without being goo first. Absolutely. But the goo is just as beautiful as the butterfly, and we don't see it that way. And I think if we realize that the journey is basically the destination and vice versa, then we would mm-hmm. have so much more appreciation for the journey. And we would, instead of just celebrating the championship, we would be able to celebrate each day, each moment of the journey in a way that would truly allow for, for this high level of expression and, and achievement that we're all searching for. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. You can't, you cannot hate the experiences of the person that, that made who you, who you are today. We all have regrettable things that we've done, whether it's the way that we've spoken to people, spoken to ourselves, uh, actions, words, whatever it is. But, you know, there is no value in beating yourself up for who you used to be. Oh, I, 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 I agree. Absolutely. You know, you have to really look at your yourself, your past self, um, who is different from your inner child, you know. Um, but you have to be like, hey, listen, you know, you were doing the best that you could with what you had. I know you've made some mistakes. But as long as people are trying to move forward and really become a better person for themselves, then, you know, nobody should be able to hold your past against you. I agree. And it's this intrinsic value that is in each one of us that opens the doors for this forgiveness that you're speaking of. I think you mentioned it earlier that there is no void. The void doesn't exist. The void is created. And so seeing your wholeness, seeing your intrinsic value, appreciating who you are will allow you to make mistakes. We're human. Yes. You know? Oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Go go ahead and fail a few times. Go ahead and make some mistakes. Right? Trip, Trip up, scrape your knee, you know, twist your ankle a little bit. And, and get back up and keep going, you know, and, and learn from your mistakes and, and forgive yourself. And once we can forgive ourselves, it's amazing the level of forgiveness that you can have for others. 
the compassion, the empathy that is cultivated from being able to look yourself in the mirror and say, I love you mm-hmm. no matter what. I love you and I care about you and I'm going to continue to to show you that I do through forgiving the mistakes. Mm-hmm. How do you see this change in your life impacting your world moving forward? You spoke a lot about forgiveness and uh, I think being able to look at yourself and see that, you know, you are human or you are divine in a human body, however you'd like to see it, but you will make blunders and, uh, you know, you, you have so much more compassion and empathy for the people that are around you as well uh, when you're able to kind of forgive yourself and be like, okay, you know what, we fudged up today. Yeah. Um, you're a little less harsh, judgmental when other people blunder around you. It's very easy to condemn, criticize, complain, but, you know, um, you have to remember that, you know, most people, for the most part, are doing the best that they can. Yeah. Sometimes, you, t- you, you know, you look at somebody and you're like, are you sure that's the best you can do? But really, you know, that's them on their journey <laughs> at that moment. <laughs> I love that. I you know, and um, all you can do is, you know, be the, the best kind of role model, mm-hmm. right? You mm-hmm. know, it's, it's not easy. It's not easy always being kind or understanding or compassionate. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes, you know, we're human. We experience anger and just, right. you know, rage. And, you know, I try to do the best that I can to, um, you know, to treat everybody fairly evenly. But I get mad, too. Yeah. I get super mad and yeah. I'm like, you know, annoyed or frustrated or pissed off. Sure. You have to understand that, you know, that those are just basic human emotions. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to act on them. Right. Right. Absolutely. You have that control. Um, and I think that's, uh, that's what it's all about, you know, mm. understanding what, what you're going to act on. Sure. I, I love that. And I think you're absolutely right. You know, our ability to, have our emotions, see our emotions, honor our emotions, and just allow them to be. You know, we get so caught up in subconsciously rejecting what we're feeling and just reacting mm-hmm. from a subconscious place, from a place we have, we don't even really know about. We haven't even taken time to explore about how we're feeling and why we're reacting from this way. And so you, you, you're absolutely right in just being able to continually honor your emotions, honor your feelings, and, and respect yourself in this way. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, it's time for the three golden questions. Perfect. <laughs> Are you reading any good books right now? Yes, actually, uh, I just finished uh, Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy. Ooh. Uh, I'm- Somebody who I'm very I, I enjoy my knowledge being practical. Mm-hmm. I like thing learning things, you know, not just for the sake of learning, but for actually, you know, putting to practical use. So this is a really good. Um, it balances, I would say, understanding the natural laws of the universe mm. with practical ways to you know, improve your personality, improve your relationships, improve your communication with people, improve your goal setting, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And I think life is a balance of that, you know? You can work as hard as you can, absolutely, work, 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 and that can amass you riches, but there are also things 
that you can use to your advantage that are super natural, mm-hmm. right? And yeah. when you can pair both of them, I think that's the sweet spot in achieving mm. anything that you want. Mm. You know, you've mentioned it a few times, the, this idea of the natural laws of the universe. And I think when you hit that sweet spot, <clears throat> you've come to have an understanding of the natural laws of the universe. Because just like you said, you can work, 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 and amass all the riches, but at what cost, really? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. at that point, I think you are working against the natural laws of the universe. Yes. And it's finding that balance that you, where you can work in tandem with the natural laws of the universe and understand your capabilities and your limitations and your passions and desires and perfectly aligning all of it to maximize your potential as a human in this experience. That's it. I love that. That's it. I love that. Maximum achievement. I highly suggest it. Mm. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I'm reading a book by Simon Sinek and it's called, uh, the power of why, I think. Mm-hmm. It's uh, no, it's called start with why. Start with why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to what you were saying and how important it is to know the motivation of why you are following your passions and trying to achieve these dreams that you're achieving. If you were killing yourself to amass riches, you have to go back and ask yourself why. Why is mm-hmm. it money? Is it power? Is it you know these validation these vain things that don't truly have any intrinsic value being able to ask yourself why is so important and i think if we can all do that we can get to a place of truly appreciating and loving ourselves because it doesn't matter what you do what your passions are there's something out there for everyone Mm -hmm. and if you're able to tap into that then you can synergize at your highest level with, with those around you. And I think that's pretty special. Absolutely. And yeah. and you'll be achieving things from, from a real reason, right? Um, mm-hmm. A ship without a rudder has no direction. You know, you can mm-hmm. float along through life, but until you have some sort of something intrinsic that, that you value, that that you really want to put out into the world, you'll mm. you'll kind of live your whole life looking to fill that void. You're absolutely right. Mm-hmm. And finding that direction. It takes uh, a lot of. Uh, it takes some sort of searching. I think mm-hmm. um, today, especially, it's just so easy to get distracted. Yeah. To distract ourselves. Yeah. Um, I think one thing pandemic has kind of made for everyone is like a little bit of uh, opportunity to kind of be with themselves mm-hmm. but at the same time you know there's so many so many options around us to kind of like just take away from that you, you open your, an opportunity to you open your phone and the whole cosmos is going and I, I completely oh get goodness. you I, I completely get you and I think this is a great opportunity to talk about the power of stillness and how the pandemic has given all of us an opportunity to be with ourselves. And you talk about being able to find your true passions and your dreams and what really makes you go can only be found when you're able to stop and ask yourself, 
what that is. Mm-hmm. And so for me, meditation has really been an important part of this healing journey and being able to just stop and go inside the body, figure out where the feelings are occurring, and then coming back into the world as, as a whole person and being able to say, well, if this is what's going on inside of me, and I'm going to use that information to make better decisions and make more compassionate actions. Absolutely, I think meditation is one of the greatest tools for that kind of discovery. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just um, myself included, you know, some I'm not as consistent as I would like to be, um, but, you know, they say... Uh, they say everyone should meditate for 20 minutes a day. And mm. if you don't have 20 minutes a day, you should sit down and meditate for an hour. <laughs> you know, so really it becomes about that. priorities. But, you know, uh, one of the biggest um, pieces of information that keeps coming back to me throughout my years of, of, of learning is, you know, meditate. 20 mm. minutes a day. Um, first thing in the morning would be amazing. Mm-hmm. You know, just before all that junk comes, mm-hmm. your phone goes off, mm-hmm. you know, you have people um, asking for your attention, mm-hmm. your time mm-hmm. before your family gets to you. Mm-hmm. Just that, that initial 20 minutes when you start your day, when you wake yeah. up, I mean, that sets the tone for, for everything. And I found that the periods of my life in which I made that a priority to meditate early in the morning was when everything just worked out so beautifully. Mm. The rest of the day would just, you know, the days, the weeks, they came together so wonderfully. Sure. So. What is it about meditating the first thing in the morning that just really sets your day off? Because I agree with you. The mornings where I'm able to get up, tend to myself, sit down in stillness and quiet and just be with the sunrise or be with the the stillness of the moment, I find my ability to hold space, my ability to be kind, to forgive, to be gentle, you know, to just accept things. It's so much more efficient on the mornings I meditate. Why is that? Please tell me, Monica. You must have the answer. <laughs> I, I don't want, I don't want to definitely say that I do have the answer for both. From <laughs> my understanding of, of various teachers and, and, you know, my own instances is that, if you want to get down to it, you, you when you meditate or when we meditate, we kind of suspend ourselves, uh, suspend mm. thought or get into that space where we have that little bit of, of just, it's a feeling, you know, mm-hmm. and that puts us in sort of vibrational alignment, mm. especially early in the day when nothing else has influenced you. Right. So when you're able to put yourself in that kind of space of vibrational alignment, the rest of the day, it will match up with you. Mm. The events, the circumstances, the people, Mm. they will match up that that feeling that you get in meditation. Mm. Mm. I love that. So it's almost like starting the day in meditation will just allow you to be in a meditative state the whole day. Definitely. And it's not going to, you know, it doesn't happen all the time. Sometimes you meditate and, you know, you still run into a funk, but <laughs> you might be able to, to, to come into that with a different mindset, mm. you know? So mm. 
It's not like you meditate one day and then you're like, hey, where's my stuff, right? <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah. I so. love that. You know, they say that the powers of meditation, they don't happen when you're actually sitting down being all Ram Dass and with <laughs> with yourself. It happens, you know, after when you're mm-hmm. when you're in that funk, you know, how, how long do you stay in that funk? How do you judge yourself if if you if you get into a funk? You know, with the meditation, you give yourself more space to to be loving, mm-hmm. to be mm-hmm. accepting, and I think that's so beautiful. I I wish I could just bottle it up and just give it to everyone. <laughs> well, that'd be taken away from them. You know, it's it's quite sure. the experience itself, right? Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. it's just like anything else. Uh, you you can lead a horse to water but you can't make them drink you can pour your divine esoteric knowledge self to all this knowledge into mm-hmm. into somebody but unless they're ready and willing to absorb that and take that in i mean you know <sighs> words don't teach experience uh, teaches oh i absolutely love that saying yeah, and you're absolutely right. And that's a great segue into my next question was, what is some of the best advice you've ever received? I think the best advice I've ever received so far is care, but not that much. Mm. You have to care, but not that much. Mm. So um, that doesn't make sense at first. Mm-hmm. It didn't make sense at first for me. Sure. Um, it seems a bit counterintuitive. Of course. How do you right? know but how much to care? You have to care enough to do everything in your power, mm-hmm. but not that much in a way that you kind of detach after you've exercised everything you can. Mm. Because there's going to be a lot that you cannot control. Sure. For example, you want to become a uh, an influencer so you care enough to do what you can create good content Mm -hmm. um, research the best blogs or the best videos Mm -hmm. you know you do everything in your power but not that much as in do not get discouraged if your first video your only your mom watches Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because when you care too much you, you get too involved you, you see from your narrow perspective of how is this going to happen? Mm. Is it going to happen? Mm. How, there are so many different factors. Mm. You have to care, but not that much. Negotiation, sales, same thing. Mm-hmm. When the client can feel that you care too much about the sale, they're kind of repulsed mm. by it. Mm. I agree. Care enough to put your best foot forward, to do everything that you can, but you have to learn how to detach from the results mm. that you want in order for them to really come into your life. Mm, mm, mm. I'm swimming in your advice right now. It's so beautiful. Thank you so much for that one. <laughs> oh, that you're absolutely right. And this detaching, I think, can allow you to figure out why you're doing it, right? If you're doing it with all of your heart and all of your passion, all of your desire, you're able to release attachment to the outcome then you're able to see why am I doing this? Why well, I'm doing this because mm-hmm. I genuinely love to be doing this. I genuinely mm-hmm. love to be expressing myself in this way. And I don't care about the outcome because I know that all of the energy and all of the 
time and effort that went into this experience is enough. I love it. Absolutely love it. Thank you so much for that piece. I'm going to take that one with me. Absolutely. Pleasure. And for my final question, what is your definition of God? This one was a, an interesting one. Sure. Could do a whole podcast on this one. <laughs> oh, absolutely. You could do a whole podcast, honestly, on every single question that we've broken down. There's, you know, we've scratched sure. the scratch of the service. service I, I but, agree. You know, there, there, just, there, there is a lot. There's, a lot. There's many different layers, right? And we could go on for hours. But, um, you know, I think God in itself, is it, it would detract away from the essence of God to define it. Mm. to find that kind of energy, right? Mm, mm. I mean, God, even, that word itself is is merely a symbol for mm. something that humans can't, can't even really, I would say, comprehend, mm. right? Yes. Like it's, it, you know, and not in a almighty, omnipotent, you know, kind of thing, but just this infinite source this infinite energy that you know is a creator but lives inside us at, at the same time like mm -hmm. it's just hard so i think the word itself is just a very feeble representation of what it actually is it's like humans trying to answer the question why are we here and just giving it a word <laughs> yeah that's it i mean you know god is something deeply personal uh, in everything. Mm -hmm. And I, um, what I found really interesting is that they did a study some time ago, mm -hmm. uh, and they hooked up a polygraph, although, you know, those things aren't completely accurate, sure, but they hooked sure. up a polygraph to, to many people and they asked them, do you believe in God? Mm. And every single person, whether or not they said yes or no, mm -hmm. definitely did. Wow. You know, whether they were saying, no, I don't believe in it. The sure. polygraph said, yes, you do. Wow. And I think, you know, when you're on the verge of death, mm -hmm. you ask for something. Mm -hmm. Wow. <laughs> it's, it's very personal. Everybody's got their own relationship with it. Mm -hmm. To say, to give my definition would maybe insult somebody else's def definition of it. I agree. I love that. You know, so I, I think God is something that you find, that you explore, that's always calling you. Mm. Your very essence. Mm. There's no way that we just live in a completely material world. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. And there's no way that our six senses have the whole picture. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, we'd be foolish to think that what we see here, smell, touch, feel, can, you know, complete this existence is so much that we don't know. And growing up, I always had this saying that we'll never understand until we realize we never will understand. And yeah. I thought it was kind of <laughs> esoteric, especially at that time, because it was almost like releasing this idea of trying to hold on to the idea of God mm -hmm. and being able to understand that you know, maybe we just can't figure it out with the tools that we've been given. Mm -hmm. And that, let to let that be okay. Mm -hmm. Because just as the polygraph showed, 
it doesn't matter how you think you feel about it there mm-hmm. is an essence connected mm-hmm. to a higher being and this connection gives us a sense of being gives us a sense of self is our intrinsic value for knowing that as soon as we were given life we became valuable and this value is found in the connection that we have for god <laughs> Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I think the culmination of, you know, wanting to develop yourself, develop the people around you, mm-hmm. uh, quote unquote, raise consciousness, raise uh, awareness mm-hmm. is, you know, just expanding that energy of God, you know, of light. Of, of forgiveness because um, one of the hardest you know hardest thing that people deal with are, are all these heavy emotions of guilt and mm. sadness and you know negativity and you know when we raise our own consciousness we're able to kind of raise the people around us right so yeah. we can find God in, in every single circumstance yeah. you know, if we look for it Well, needless to say, you've been amazing, and I am so grateful for the time that you shared with us today. I know that as you continue your healing journey, you're going to continue to just change the lives of people around you and inspire those in ways that you probably don't even really know. And you've changed my life in this day, and to our listeners I know have taken what you've said and your words and your ideas and experiences and we'll be able to relate it to them to make the necessary changes and you know forgive themselves in some way maybe right <laughs> yes absolutely it starts there right yeah it starts there well i know we only scratched the surface we could probably talk for hours but is there anything else that you want to share anything that you want to give before we we end our time today just just do the best you can you know, and your best will look different. Uh, honor yourself for that. You know, some days you're going to feel like crap. Mm-hmm. Some days you're going to feel amazing. Yeah. Peaks in the valleys. Just, you know, take it one day at a time sort of thing. But do the best you can, mm-hmm. you know, for yourself, for the people around you. Um, because like you said, you know, you inspire people that you don't even know that you're inspiring. So. Yes, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure speaking with you and uh, hope to do it again in the future. Oh, Monica, you've been awesome. Thank you so much for your time. And yeah, we'll definitely link up again. This has been, like we said, just scratching the surface. So there's levels and layers and we'll definitely go swimming one of these days. (laughs) Absolutely. Dive deep. Thank you so much, Yvonne. It was such a pleasure. Oh, such a pleasure. Thank you. You enjoy the rest of your day, okay? Yes, yes, you too. All right. Cheers. Take care. Cheers. Bye. Well, guys, that was the first episode of Pulse for Hello. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you learned something. I hope you love yourself. I hope you forgive yourself. We'll see you next time.